1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. What a basketball weekend we had. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane over on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, I I will freely admit, and I'm sure this is no surprise to you. I went into yesterday greatly hoping that your Celtics would go home. But I also had the mindset of I also and I talked with uh, Ron Gutterman about this. I said, you know what? I'm going to look at it this way. If. The Celtics lose then from the Lakers season, at least I'll feel that was awful. The worst ever, the worst, like literally the worst season in, in franchise history. I'll feel a little bit better from that perspective. But if the Celtics win, I'm going to be happy for my guy, for my guy, Keith. So Keith, <laughs> today I am happy for you.
2: Well, I appreciate it. That's what sports are about, right? It's about, uh, uh, feeling a bunch of different ways about a bunch <laughs> of different stuff. And, uh, you know, having a little bit of emotion involved. Yeah, it was, a. Uh, you could have given me a lot of choices. I wouldn't have thought it would go uh, the way of Grant Williams uh, turning into Stephen Curry in terms of three point attempts and Mm -hmm. letting it fly. But Hey, as they said, if you're open, shoot it like, like that, that that's it. That's what it's all about. So yeah, it was, uh, you know, it it was, I I hesitate to say great day of basketball. Um, Especially that second game was over felt like before it even started. Um, But, you know, it was it was still fun. Mm. Let's put it that way.
1: But the second game was, I mean, over before it started, but it was it was the the extent to which it was over that was so remarkable that it almost yeah. made it interesting. Like if it was just a 20-point lead for the entire game, that wouldn't have been as noteworthy as, oh my gosh, they were up by 50, right? So so that's crazy. But uh but the Grant Williams thing, I, I think that's just look when we say home court advantage matters in playoffs because role players tend to play better at home, right? That's something that you hear. This is now one of those games that you're going to point to and you're going to go look, remember yep. Grant Williams at home went berserk hitting all these, all these threes that is, it's a check Mark on the side of you want home court advantage. You don't want to be the team that just does whatever and says, Oh, we don't care what spot we're in. Sometimes home court advantage matters. Who knows? Maybe Grant Williams would have blown up in Milwaukee too, but I think it's one sure. of those situations where you can say, "Look, role players play better at home," and this is just a great example of it.
2: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And you saw some of the Bucks' role players have real struggles mm-hmm. and and not uh, come through. I mean, their wing uh, grouping of Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, and Wesley Matthews really struggled to make shots in Game Seven, and they just they they they, they couldn't keep up, and that's sometimes it's you get these avalanche of threes and then that's it and then you're 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 kind of out of it before it even really starts so i think that that becomes a little bit of the challenge so yeah i um all around you know i think it's uh i think it's been um you know It's been an interesting playoffs so Mm -hmm. far. Now we're, we're down to the the conference finals and, um, you know, might might as well spend a little bit of time on Celtics heap. Oh, right. Actually, let's do that tomorrow. Let's, let's get into reacting to the games. And then then tomorrow before game one, we can get into the conference finals. But so coming out of the, there, nothing really coming out of Milwaukee, right? They're sure they're going to come back. Yo, Chris Middleton healthy, they'll be back. They'll be a very good team again next year. In the other series, though, Phoenix, we got oh my. questions galore all of a sudden coming out of there.
1: Um, man, I mean you're right. So if you're yeah, if you're the Bucks, you probably you're heading into this offseason thinking. We were a Chris Middleton injury away from winning a championship, which may be right, may be wrong, but I think you can—they can, they can yeah. realistically look at it that way, just in terms of the front office, their decision making. They don't have to look at this as we need to make major changes. It's probably going to be stay the course. Hopefully, we don't get injuries next season, and we're right back where we want to be. So that's—I think that's pretty cut and dry. The oh my gosh, the Phoenix says I had my buddies in Phoenix messaging me saying, "Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so what's what's a restricted free agent?" What's an unrestricted? <laughs> How is this going to work with, with Aiden? What if Aiden wants to leave? I mean, I guess. Hey, and your answer was tune into the yeah, NBA. <laughs> I, I said, we talk about this kind of stuff all the time on, on the show. Um, but I guess let's start there. DeAndre Aiden plays 17 minutes. When asked why, Monty Williams says internal reasons. And now we know that he is, you know, he's heading into what's going to be restricted free agency, but the Suns didn't want to pay him last season. hmm. is the window now open for a team to come in like maybe the Spurs or the Pistons with a big max offer and steal Deandre Aiden away from the Suns? Like, is that now a possibility?
2: Yeah. I not only a possibility, I think it's a, well, maybe not that way, but I think it's a probability that he's not on the Suns next year. I think, I think when you get into this stage of the season and things go this sideways and there's been remember there were issues a couple years ago last year everything kind of went the way you want it to go mm-hmm. um you know for them minus you know winning the championship but then this they didn't pay him that seemed to kind of hang over things like a you know a you know slightly dark cloud i guess uh, throughout the course of the year and then yeah I, I think there's major you know you know uh you know things going on there. And I think what we're going to see now is we're going to get to a point with the um, sons and Aiden where, whether it's he, they, he signed somewhere else and they just don't match and let him go. My guess is probably more likely we see some form of sign and trade worked out where they can recoup some kind of asset from it. But I, I struggle to see him back in Phoenix next season.
1: I didn't. I mean, and heading into that game, we didn't think we would be here. Right, yep. hitting in. I mean, yep. I mean, we're talking about what, fifteen hours ago, as we're recording this, like we we wouldn't have said DeAndre Ayton isn't going to be. So we would say he's restricted yep. and he's and he's going to stay. Yep. Um, this is, I mean, incredible that here we are in do or die situation, and they they needed him. And I don't know if you know maybe something was said on his part or whatever. But this was, there were lineups out there by the Mavs where you just looked at it and you went, DeAndre Ayton should just be feasting right now right like this is this is a gamble by the Mavs that they can spread out the suns and they can hit enough threes to where it's going to make up for all of the damage Aiton is going to do in the paint on them and it didn't happen Uh, and part of that was he wasn't getting the ball part of that was he wasn't affected part of that was he wasn't on the floor as much as you would expect but now everything is thrown into into question with him and his future and we have to wonder are there going to be teams outside of those with cap space that say Hey, we'd like DeAndre Aiden, How about a sign and trade? Let's let's get into the mix that way, and then maybe the Suns can, like you were saying, Keith, recoup some of those losses. This is this is probably the biggest storyline to come out of this disaster of a game for the Phoenix Suns, and it's going to be something that we're going to be following very closely for the next what couple of months here, uh, as we wait mm-hmm. to find out exactly what winds up happening. But it does kind of feel like his days in, in Phoenix are. Probably over.
2: Yeah, I mean, and then add to it, it's an ownership group that has never really been all that open mm-hmm. to uh, push, push roll overly high, getting deep into the tax and things like that. So yeah, I think there's a good chance this has is, this is kind of run its course. There was also, if we remember back, Earlier this year, there was a lot of buzz around maybe the Indiana Pacers had some interest, and mm-hmm. I could almost see maybe if they were something around you know Miles Turner and something to to the to the Suns, and then that's how they kind of reset in Phoenix without uh, taking a big step back. Maybe sure. that's the direction this goes, and and maybe the Pacers do it as like uh, well, we use some of our cap space plus Turner is the salary match to to get Aiden, and that's the way we go uh, with this. But yeah, it's it's. You're absolutely right. We're a month and a half out and we'll, we'll see, you know, but I'm, I'm going to, for now, until we see some other reporting, you know, I I think it's going to go. There's also some Chris Paul stuff this morning. Um, You know, he apparently was dealing with a quad injury, um, but he said right after the game, he's not going to retire, which that doesn't surprise me at all. Mm. He's, you know, he had a wonderful regular season, a pretty good playoffs up until, till the end here. Maybe there was, Um, it's, it's tough because, when it's the same guy, there's always something at the end of the year. Well, then that should be priced into the analysis. of so, all right, well, whether, even if you believe it and say that, well, it's not an excuse, it's a real thing. Well, I'm going to factor it in then and say, all right, well then at the end of the year, I'm not going to trust that he's there and available uh-huh. uh, to to play the way I need him to, you know, all the way through, you know, once we get into game 100 or whatever, um, you know, in the, in the playoffs. So that's, you know, that that's, that's another thing we need to factor in. But, you know, it's uh it's it, it's tough. I mean, you know, are brutal loss for them. Did you see Jason Kidd's quote though?
1: Uh the one about the previous coach and trusting nope. his players. Is that the one you're talking he,
2: about? Nope. He said a lot of people had this as a blowout. They were right, but they didn't have us as the winning team.
1: True. <laughs> I mean I love it. What's the, the stat was uh, and they mentioned this on the broadcast multiple times, but like seventy seven percent of the time the the home team in a game seven wins. Yeah. And so that it's, it's way up there. That takes me to the to the I think maybe the if we pan back from the individual players, the big point here. What the hell was that? Yeah. I mean, ga- game seven, you're the best team in the NBA through the entire season. You're at home in front of a, a rowdy home crowd that is pulling for you. What the hell was that by the Suns? They I mean it was like they looked like they yeah. wanted to be anywhere else. And that's where that's where I think we need to ask the question for the Phoenix Suns do you look at that one game and say oh my gosh something is terribly wrong we need major changes this summer or do you say we were the best team in the NBA and we had one bad night how the Suns approach this offseason is going to be fascinating because that was that was disturbingly bad to a degree that I don't think we've we've seen in a, in a while, in terms of a team just not looking like they were either prepared or wanted to be out there, something was going on there with with the Phoenix Suns.
2: Yeah, it, it's funny, and there's been nothing that has really come out yet. You know, often you'll get something mm-hmm. after a game that goes that sideways, where it'll be, well, this is what was going on in the locker room or or whatever. And it was like, yeah, it was. They looked like a group that was completely unprepared to play. And then as you as you put it, as the game went along, it looked like they were midway through the first quarter. It looked like they were like, Yeah, this is we're done. Yeah. Let's just you know, wrap this thing up. I mean, well, it was what 57 27 at yeah. halftime, I think it was. I mean, just they they I mean that is as bad of a no-show as I've ever seen. Um there was Yo, know, And it, someone will fire back with this, so I'll cut it off before they get there. Yes, the Celtics lost to Game 7 at home uh, to the Orlando Magic, and they lost it by 20-something mm-hmm. points, I think it was. But that was without Kevin Garnett. They were down, two in that game. This was That was the one where Brian Scalabrine looked like he was playing with a turban wrapped around his head because he had taken an elbow, and they wrapped them all up and everything, and it was like – can't be without Scalabrini. So that kind of tells you where <laughs> that Celtics team was at health wise. So not exactly the same thing, but this was, I've never seen a team at home you know, show in that crowd. Just, you could tell the crowd yeah. knew it early on too, because they didn't even, they didn't even try to get them back into it at any point. It was, it was as ugly as I, I I've seen. And just to, to your point too, or your question, yes, you, it's, you don't want to overreact to any one right. game. But sometimes that one game is so bad, you have to react to it in one way or another. Like, yeah, you don't blow this team up and trade everybody. But yeah, if you move on from Eaton, maybe a couple of the role players off the bench, try to rebalance that way. Maybe that's not the worst, worst thing in the world. Does this?
1: I mean, Suns fans were feeling pretty good coming into the playoffs. Again, they had the best record in the NBA. NBA. They were clearly the best team in the NBA over the course of the regular season.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring.
1: They, this will forever ruin what could have been the best season in in sun's history right I mean and what a what a terrible way yeah. to finish it if it, it meant you talked about the the crowd that was there whenever they showed pictures of the, the crowd they panned over to the crowd you could just you could almost see by their expression that they're sitting there thinking I paid how much for this ticket for 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 this <laughs> yeah. right for games I mean those through the roof, and one guy's painted in all orange and everything. And the team just completely no showed like that. So what do they, what do they do? Do you just, do you just move Aiden and that's it? And that fixes it. Or do you see larger changes here coming for Phoenix?
2: Yeah. I don't think we're going to get, I don't think Paul or Booker mm-hmm. or bridges go anywhere and that's the rest of your core. Right. And you would have presumed at some point Aiden was a part of that. Um, but yeah, again, I think he's gone and you rebuild or retool, not rebuild, but you retool and reset uh, with the guys you you have coming back, Paul, Booker, Bridges, and whatever you get in and, and Aiden. That's why it's got to be a sign-in trade to me because you can't just replace uh-huh. them. Right? They're, they're still salary and payrolls too high to, to make that a reasonable option. So yeah, I think that's what you do. And then you kind of you know, go forward from there and the, any of the... Uh, the bench guys um or even jay crowder like yeah i'm out there making calls today like hey what do you, you know what do you think it looks like you could use a you know three and d wing uh-huh. forward guy you know you're interested and just see where it goes because yeah it's uh you gotta you you can't just run it back yeah. you know now and then yeah you know, but all right let's yeah. move on cuz this is starting to get into <laughs> yeah it corner, is it is let's it's uh, too let's much
1: talk uh, we're going to talk a lot of mavs tomorrow when we're previewing yeah. the the um, the the conference finals so just real quick one one question though on on the Dallas Mavericks it's Spencer Dinwiddie i mean he was fantastic i mean just absolutely incredible and, and of course we'll talk a lot more luka and everything tomorrow but spencer dinwiddie was so good it got me thinking during the game do are, do the mavs just look at the guard position next to Luca as if Jalen Brunson, something happens, maybe it's a sign and trade. Maybe some team just blows them out of the water with a crazy offer, whatever it is. Jalen Brunson isn't on the Mavs next year, which I don't think is the most likely outcome, but let's say that's, that's the path we go down. Is it just Spencer Dinwiddie? Here you go. Step in. This is your role now.
2: Um, yeah, that's tough because I still think he's a little bit better when he's out there by himself than when he's out there with Luca. Um, but that said, like, yeah, now I do think they make the finals. Jalen Brunson's not going anywhere. I don't think Jalen Brunson's going anywhere anyway. Um, but if you make the finals, Mark Cuban already made that mistake once, right? He he let guys get away from a from a ball well, as an actual title team. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's uh letting guy guys just sneak away. But regardless, this now I think shows Spencer Dinwiddie's – um Value mm-hmm. to the team for sure. Um, and how about Spencer Dinwiddie? Man, his uh, incentive-laden contract yeah. p- paying off. He he's, he came up big um, with, with this one. Earns a little over five hundred and seventy thousand uh, dollars for making the conference finals. Um, he'll he'll get four hundred thousand more.
1: Okay, let's jump over to the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, reports are that they're looking at giving John Morant. The super max. I mean, the only reason why that even raises any eyebrows because obviously Jaw is an incredible, <laughs> incredible player, and he's, of course he would just yes, he he should get get the max. But ja, the Grizzlies have been really good without Jaw too, and there have been some, and this has been a growing thing. Some people say they're they're actually better without him. Does that give you any hesitation whatsoever to actually give Jaw this contract? Nope, no.
2: not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just give it to him. Put put all the uh, the uh, you know language in there that qualifies him for the supermax bump. Everything. Just just give him what he wants, and off we go.
0: Yeah,
1: I- agreed. It's been a great season for the Grizzlies. They went home a little earlier than, of course, they wanted to. But uh, they're they're a young team, up and coming team. They were a lot of fun to watch this season, and uh, and John Morant is a huge part of that. Uh, I I wouldn't say moving forward into the future, oh, this team's going to improve by by not paying Jaw, by getting rid of Jaw, I don't think that's going, that's going to be the case. So, yeah.
2: And it just sends a really bad message to all the other guys on the team and future free agents, anything like that. No. Yeah. You, you take care of them and that there's, there's just noise in there. I've, I have maintained for months now that it doesn't tell the story that they're better without jaw. It just tells the story of how deep they are Mm -hmm. anyway. Like that's that, that's the main thing.
1: Yes. Yep. I think you're 100% right on that. Grizzlies fans, don't fall into the trap. Don't, don't look at this and say, oh, we can get better if we if we play without Jaw." Jaw is fantastic. Keep him, please. Uh, the 76ers, they, well, they made made short work of that rumor. They say they are keeping Doc Rivers, uh, Daryl Morey, saying that he will be their coach next season. Uh, I've seen a lot of Lakers fans who are breathing a sigh of relief. A lot of Lakers Part of it is not just Doc. Part of it is who he's coached for in the past. I think left a bad taste in the mouth of, of Lakers fans. But sounds like Doc Rivers Here. is going to stay with the 76ers. Again, things can things can change during an offseason. But right now, it sounds like the goal for the 76ers is to head into next season with Doc Rivers as their head coach. Is that the right decision over hiring a, say, Mike D'Antoni or something like that, who seems to be a popular candidate in Charlotte? something else we should talk about please make that happen basketball gods
2: yeah yeah let's do, we'll do that very very quickly yeah um i don't think that's the best idea for the hornets as their overall franchise goes Shh. um
1: don't tell them that. but
2: but i want it yes. to happen because they would be wildly fun and uh lamella ball we don't do a lot of fantasy basketball advice here but uh, when we do i think we give out pretty good mm-hmm. good gems jordan pool anyone yeah, that's right um Go draft Lamelo Ball like first because his numbers would go through the roof playing in uh, Mike D'Antoni's system. Mm-hmm. Like he'd be, you know, absolutely incredible, and he's already really, really good. So yeah, so want that to happen. Um, on the Doc Rivers side, yeah. There's a report today by Sam Amick at The Athletic um, that says, you know, if Doc Rivers wants to coach the Lakers and the Lakers want Doc Rivers, maybe they could do a trade. Mm -hmm. Um, He also says the Lakers should not be giving up any of their their assets for, you know, a coach. And he's absolutely right on that. Also, the NBA doesn't really they don't really want coaches to be traded. Um, That was kind of a one time thing. So I don't think my guess is Doc's just going to be back in Philly. And a big part of that, too, is I don't think Philly wants to pay him to not coach them. Um, so it would have to be really one of those where all right, we're letting you go to go coach this team and you're forfeiting all the money we owe you and everything else. And, and um, I mean, the re- real reality is, uh, as uh, our, our friend Chris Haynes reported, Ty Lue represented by Clutch Sports. So I know you probably got a eight part video series coming mm-hmm. out pretty soon on why he'll be the next Lakers coach. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's 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 definitely coming. So that that's going to be happening. <laughs> Tune into the Lakers Nation YouTube channel for for that one. Um, no, for Lakers Nation, we had stuff on Russell Westbrook today. That's a whole other. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That same piece. Which,
2: you know what? Can I say something on this whole thing? Yeah. Real quick, because people are getting a ton of jokes off and laughing at the Lakers about the Westbrook stuff what are they supposed to do come out and say we have to trade this guy he sucks and he's a horrible fit of course they're gonna ask the coaches they're interviewing like hey how would you make it work with russell westbrook um and of course there's they're telling people like hey we don't necessarily need to trade westbrook i mean the phil jackson stuff's a little weird i already said my part on that like that part part's a little odd but yeah i don't um yeah I, i don't get this whole, um, you know, let's, let's beat up. Oh, look, the Lakers are stupid. They're going to keep Russ. I mean, you don't go into the off season saying we have to trade this guy. He sucks and the whole thing was a disaster. Like you're, you're trying to, uh, you know, keep any value you have, you know, remaining there.
1: That was, and that was my take as well. I did a, a video breakdown on this already this morning. And, uh, that was also my take. I said, look, they, uh, well, uh, this is evidence that maybe they are really considering it. I mean, you can just add it to some of the evidence that we've already seen. But at the same time, they kind of they have to ask that from coaches because what happens if you know June rolls around and they get serious in trade discussions and the price is just astronomically high and you can't trade him? Don't you want to know what a coach would do and whether or not that's uh, that's the situation that's possible? Like you, you might as well ask the question. So I don't think it's necessarily an indication that they won't try to trade him or that they're not going to trade him. I think it's just maybe a little bit of evidence that they might be considering that or be understanding that, hey, that could wind up being the situation they they end up in. But I don't think it necessarily says, oh, 100%, Russ is is back next season.
2: Exactly, yeah. I I just think this is...
1: Tax day is coming. Oh, no.
2: You you don't go out there broadcasting your mm-hmm. intentions to the world. It's just it's just not how 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 things no. work. So you know, I just I had to get that in there. Uh, one last thing from that Sam A. McPeace yeah. over at the Athletic Review. If you have a chance, Sacramento Kings. Uh, he drops a uh, Monty McNair is entering the final season of his uh, contract. That's the Kings' general manager, and that it was actually discussion with coach candidates of hey, what happens, you know. Here, um, there's been no talks of an extension or anything like that. So uh, Kings remain doing King's stuff, I guess. That's so uh, the, the takeaway headline from that one.
1: Oh, boy, Kings. Uh, Carl, Let's jump to Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, he underwent several postseason surgical procedures. Now, we've got the, the list here. Uh, surgical procedures on right knee, left knee, left ankle, left wrist, right middle finger no word on how that injury came about uh, but but you've got you've got a lot of surgeries there for Carl Anthony Towns i mean i would imagine they they all sound like things that you know should be okay for next season but still not exactly what you want to hear about your your big man who is in his prime that he's undergoing this many surgeries in the offseason.
2: yeah i mean you hope that this is one of those get it taken care of and everything's okay and uh-huh. if we move on kind of things but yeah I mean that's I mean that's like like the stuff you hear after you know someone was in a car crash you know like all the, the problems that they had so you know hopefully but it was pretty clear by the end of that Grizzly series he was not moving around uh, well at all he was yeah. really really struggling so you know yeah get, get it get him uh, get him healthy get him right and, and, and let's go and get back to this next year and try to keep keep things moving forward for Minnesota off what was a you know, really nice step forward season for them
1: yeah yeah they had had a fantastic season and the next season they'll be back at it with or without D'Angelo Russell we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens there uh Keith we have anything else for for today I think that's everything I've got on my my, I, I
2: think we're good. I think there was a, a couple topics uh, out there that were somewhat in the news that we're purposefully skipping over. Yes. So we'll um, you know move, move on and let other people say say their parts on those. But we'll be back tomorrow to break down the uh, conference finals. We'll also be back. We will figure out a day this week. Uh, both our lives are starting to settle back into mm-hmm. more of our regular routine and normalcy so we'll figure out a time to do some uh playback yep. again uh, uh probably for the western conference finals um but but we'll, we'll figure out a time to do that i really it was gonna i was i was all set to pop in with you guys mm-hmm. and then we had horrible thunderstorms here that that knocked out our power for a while Thanks. last night so it would be uh in there just kind of floating in and out as the power was uh popping on and off
1: i i will propose wednesday for for game one of mavs and and Love warriors it. tentatively let's do it okay so as so everybody yeah. watch i'm gonna put the link in the description down below you can come join us over on on playback and uh, we'll, we'll do a live play-by-play on that. Maybe I can talk Ron into jumping on for some uh, some Celtics and uh, and Heat games with me because those would be fun to do too. Um, I know you're you're locked in during Celtics games, so we won't we won't yeah, try to pry, hard, we won't pry like, you away from it,
2: that. And, and now too, there's a there there's starting to be. I, I desperately need to get a haircut, but there's might be some shades of superstition creeping in Uh-oh. now that I'm a little. A little, a little nervous so i uh yeah so we'll, we'll we'll see but it's uh yeah i don't uh i can't change things out now man I gotta, I gotta gotta keep running with it you know how it goes how long have you been
1: wearing that shirt for then?
2: uh no this shirt is today <laughs> <laughs> this shirt's for you because it actually says we beat la oh god <laughs> and here <laughs> I mean, and here
1: <laughs> i said i was happy for you to start the show <laughs> and then all right i see how it is i see how it is here
2: I had to, I, you know, it was the it was the, it was the, uh, top, uh, clean Celtic shirt on the pile. So, so out of the drawer it came, but yeah, I, uh, yeah. It's, you know, had to today, man, you, you, you win a big game seven and you, you gotta come, you got to come back. So yeah.
1: Amicable tone changing on the front office show here.
2: <laughs> all right, everybody. You know, what's funny. We have a review. We'll read it next time. Yeah. That talks all about how, despite Celtics guy and a Lakers guy, like how well we get <laughs> along, you wouldn't even be able to tell and, and all that stuff. Well, that, that, that lasted basically one full season. So that's good. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. All right. Well, you know what? Speaking of reviews, please leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Five star rating, too, preferably. We would certainly appreciate that. Great way to help out the show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't forget to turn on those notifications. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.
3: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.